And welcome once again to the Nerd Talk Podcast, and this is episode one, Space Tourism and the Democratization of Space. And today, we are going to be discussing just that, the advent of space tourism, and if in the future, coach class and economy class space tourism will open up space to the masses. And together with me today is Tyler, my nerd friend, and he's now here and we're ready to start the episode in three, two, one, let's go. Okay, Tyler, are you there? Are you ready? Yup, I'm ready. Alright, so welcome to the first episode, which is Space Tourism and the Democratization of Space. Now, we're making this episode in quite a timely fashion because Richard Branson, founder of the Virgin Group, just went on his uh, space flight yesterday. Uh, as of recording on July 12th, 2021, uh, uh, Branson had his space flight yesterday, so July 11th. And, I mean, it was quite exciting, really. Like. It, it shows us a frontier for what's coming in the future of space tourism. Now, admittedly, the ticket prices are $250,000 per ticket, which is quite expensive. Uh, but, you know, it's still a, an, an interesting prospect that in the future, we might be able to go to space, right? Like, like what do you think about that? In my opinion, I mean, it's still kind of considered a luxury, kind of like how people in the 1920s saw airplane travel as it as the tickets are still quite expensive and it's right, you're only right, going right, yeah. into space for a limited amount of time right and i mean the thing is i think branson stayed in space for an hour right so yep, he did. Yeah, yeah so he was in space for an hour and it's kind of surreal actually because you're able to just you don't have you don't have to have a vomit comet anymore although that, that's like way cheaper the Vomit Comet is, if you don't know, it's an airplane that basically has a bunch of parabolas up and down, up and down. And when you're going down, it feels like you're weightless because it's acting against gravity and also going faster. So you become weightless and you can float around. Now, admittedly, that's way cheaper than going into space. But if you want the real experience, you go to space. So, yeah, that's the thing. We might be able to go to space soon enough. And that's very fun. Apparently, there are already some people who are mortgaging parts of their property so that they can get a space ticket. That's kind of funny, isn't it? I mean, like instead of buying a house, let's just buy a space ticket, you know what I mean? Yeah, but in my opinion, spending tens or even hundreds of thousands of dollars for a few minutes of weightlessness is kind of not worth it. I mean, honestly, it would. I mean, the thing with Virgin Galactic is that the way their aircraft work, it's not like a spaceship. Like it's a space plane. Um, it it basically there's a carrier aircraft. We'll call it the mothership. There's a mothership that goes up to about fifty thousand feet, and then at fifty thousand feet, the actual rocket will detach from the mothership, and then continue on to space. The problem is, it's not gonna be the same as like say spacex because in spacex it's like a proper spaceship that can dock with the iss so i don't think there's gonna be a future for virgin galactic at least uh of actually being like a space hotel uh shuttle if you know what i mean like they can't take them to the iss if they can find a way to dock then maybe but i don't think it's gonna be feasible because it operates much like an airplane it takes off like an airplane it lands like an airplane so yeah, it's not really gonna be is space tourism. We're kind of being generous, <laughs> at least in the context of Virgin Galactic. It's more of a space visit. I really don't know. 
like you know what I mean. It's not really tourism because you're just staying there. You're just there. you're just staying there in suborbital flight for a few minutes and. Yeah, right. Yeah, after and, you know, after it's not, just it's not... just an hour, you're back. You're back to where you've started. I mean. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's still surreal. <laughs> and maybe, maybe we can prove all the flat earthers wrong that the Earth is actually round because you know. Yup. Yeah. So. Yeah. By the way, your microphone's a bit soft. Like, move it closer. Yes. Okay. There we go. Better. Better. <laughs> yeah. Continue. You're saying. Anyways, alright, so here's my take on what's... Yeah, Tyler's hot take! Alright, so... In my opinion, um, Branson's venture into space was more of a publicity stunt than really trying to prove that... That commercial space flight is possible because of the uh, highly publicized race between Jeff Bezos, who is the... Former founder and CEO of Amazon, who also started another space company called Blue Origin. Yeah, we should so, talk about earlier. Okay, so this is a little short intermission because I'm still recording on my end. Um, Tyler's voice recorder just crashed, so we're gonna have to have a few uh, technical difficulties to be sorted out. So please give us a minute while we try to reconfigure this. And we're back. Uh, I think the technical issue has been resolved. Yes. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. All right, we're all good. So we were talking about the Virgin Galactic flight and how it's not really truly space tourism, right? It's more of um, uh, it's kind of stretching the definition. It's more of like space tourism, but it's the equivalent of just hopping into a place, saying hi, and then getting back out. That, that, that's kind of what it is. But you know, it's still exciting and. You know, at the moment, it's very expensive, but as we were saying with airplanes, it's just going to get cheaper. Now, uh, I know that you're the economics person, so what's your opinion on the economics of this uh, project, these projects that are, these billionaires are, are uh, funding? I mean, in my opinion, yeah, it's, it, it doesn't really make a lot of econo- if sense economically for billionaires to venture into space into commercial space since the uh, costs of bringing people up using conventional rockets are really high considering you need a ton of fuel and a very powerful yeah. rocket in order to go go achieve hypersonic speeds another thing is that you can only carry so much payload until it becomes economically infeasible Therefore, they have to find new ways of trying to cut down costs while making sure that you can that it can um, it can feasibly carry paying passengers. I mean, if you think about it, though, there's two ways they can cut costs. A, they can uh, dual purpose. So instead of just carrying passengers, they can also carry some cargo. Uh, this is in the case of like SpaceX or Blue Origin or something like that, where they're actually using spaceships. Uh, they can do a purpose, so they can also load some cargo potentially for paying governments and customers, and and then also carry paying passengers who just want to go. Now, the the second thing is that since the billionaires are pumping in their money, it's probably just gonna get cheaper because 
you know they're pumping in so much money that eventually the the, the technology is just gonna get cheaper and used to perfect and it's gonna become better eventually i mean it is how it is now now let's move on to economy class because with airplanes back in the ye olden days of aviation uh people flew on mail planes and basically there were no airline classes there was no segregation so to speak because the experience was the luxury so you know when people were still using trains now we have planes and that itself is the luxury and that's how space tourism is gonna start one class extremely expensive because that's how all technologies start they always start at the top so that they can get the most money and then trickle down into the ye layman so that we can actually experience it ourselves so i just wonder though because you know it can really there's not really any way to segregate space tourism like how do you think they're gonna class size space tourism like I mean, in the case of Virgin Galactic, like, their aircraft are so small. There's no space for a business class and an economy class and other stuff. And on a spaceship, it's always going to be cramped and there's always not going to be any space. So, like, I wonder what they can differentiate between business class and economy class. What do you think? Like, an economy and a luxury class. Like, what do you think will be the differentiators between the two? I mean, in my opinion, Jacob, that's also how the... Uh airline industry started back in the early days there yeah you had to pay hundreds of dollars in if you account for inflation hundreds or even thousands of dollars to sit in economic in what can be considered economy class it even worse even worse than economy class well okay maybe not on Ryanair but just even worse generally than like today's aircraft continue I'm sorry and yes as technology improves improved over the years for engines to be more powerful for airplanes to be able to carry more people without increasing cost exponentially that's how we were able to get one class for people who are willing to break the bank in order to spend their time in the air with luxury and those who just want to get from point a to point b so I think the same will eventually happen to space travel. The wealthy people wanting to ride in luxury as they go into sp as they break the barriers of space and those who just want to be there for the sake of being there and not really having to spend a lot of money. Yeah. Now I'm I'm I mean we're just teenagers right now this economy class space tourism where it becomes affordable for all of us that's gonna happen in the latter part of our lifetime already because the aviation industry is a hundred years old and it's and you know we've only really achieved mass market air travel in the past like 30 years you know introduction of the triple seven and then uh, the 787, especially those aircraft that allowed for long and skinny routes, you know, the ones that could be served non-stop with little demand because of hyper-efficient, medium-capacity, ultra-long-haul aircraft, such as the 787, A350, and the new A330neo. The thing is, there's not really that much that you can differentiate between uh, space travel business class or first class and space travel economy class. Like, 
what are the seats gonna be more cramped i mean seats have always been cramped uh in space travel like like the question is how do you think they'll differentiate now i have an answer the ground experience like probably if you've seen spaceport america um where virgin galactic has their uh facility then the business class or not business class but the the travelers of today the ultra luxury ultra millionaires those people have like a lounge with coffee and snacks i'm sure once economy class comes along there will be no lounge we just have to sit on metal chairs like you know now with economy class on aircraft but in the act for in terms of the actual in-flight experience is there gonna be any difference you think? i mean yes in the future probably it's because right now space travel is considered more of a novelty than really transportation the same with airplanes before this is because you can't re we haven't really developed a system where you can go between different moons or satellites or planets on a spaceship so in the future when space tra transportation in other words being able to go from point a to point b on a spacecraft then yes i I expect that we should see a class difference, that we could see the segregation in the future. Yeah. Now, in the case of Virgin Galactic, because they actually use an aircraft, um, it doesn't take off vertically. Maybe we can have some sort of in-flight entertainment or some in-flight food, you know, maybe prior to the detachment from the mothership. Maybe we'll have some caviar or something like the Concord days, and then, you know, the economy class just has to sit there with peanuts. <laughs> that might happen. It could also, it could also be the case that um, there will be like, uh, if you've seen SpaceX rocket cockpits, they're all touch screens. I implore you to Google them. Uh, they're all touchscreens. Now, in the future where that space tourist carrying, maybe the pilots will fly the, the craft. Or maybe it will be automated. You never know with Elon Musk, right? Automate everything. Full self-driving. Maybe maybe the business class passengers get the front row seats with touchscreens and with in-flight entertainment and live telemetry and all that stuff. While the plebeians have to sit in the back row and just watch the business class people have fun. Maybe, maybe that will be the case. Okay, maybe plebeian isn't a very appropriate term for our discussion right now, but... Yeah, 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 maybe. <laughs> we can't, yeah, well, can't you know. distinguish the uh, rich people and the poor people without, you know. Yeah, and the, uh, well, I mean, we're in the class of poor people, let's be honest. Now, for the future of space tourism, you know, most of the space tourism nowadays, it can be considered like on a hot air balloon, maybe you touch the edge of space, a stratosphere. And then now coming into the Virgin Galactic era, uh, actually above, you know, the, uh, were they above the Karman line? I don't think so. Of course, they're of course they're above the Karman line. Well, no, because it kind of like, that's, that's like the Karman line is where airplane wings stop generating lift, right? Now, I'm not, that's 100 kilometers up. I'm not sure if they made it that far. I mean, it can be a, po I mean, it can be a possibility, so. I mean, they'd have to be at least 62 miles up. And from what I've heard, I don't think they made it 62 miles up. 
I think. Because I'm, I'm watching articles here. It says uh, Richard Branson touches the edge of space. So, uh, let's see. They hit Mach 3. That's quite fast. But from uh, what that's... I've heard, that's not really that fast enough to be able to exit the atmosphere, to be able to go above the Corman. Alright, so, okay, so they made it to 86 kilometers high. Now, the Karman line, as we said, is 100 kilometers, but the US military and NASA say that space starts at 80 kilometers. So, technically, they made it from the US's perspective, but from a scientific international perspective, not quite. But, but they did go weightless, so we'll give them credit for that because they, they got the microgravity. So I guess we could consider it space, right? Yeah, we could. Another thing to uh, mention is that they, despite them not being able to reach space, I'm pretty sure that many people would still jump and take the opportunity to be able to fly on that thing. Oh, and by the way, you know how you know how we were saying that you had to pay two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Well, um, Branson and Virgin Galactic partnered with Omaze.com, which, as you'll know, is a like a charity sweepstakes company. Can you guess where this is going? Eh, kind of. Yes, they're raffling off two seats on a Virgin Galactic spacecraft. You don't have to pay; it's free on Omaze. So you could have a chance to go to space, you never know. Never know. Never know. So yeah, I mean I guess this really is a new frontier because now if, if you win the the Omaze giveaway, then you could make it. Yes, you definitely could. Yeah, so you know, you can you can go to space. That's that's quite exciting. And you know, it's it's actually gonna it's it's actually happening, mate. Right, so yeah, that's actually really a good a very good opportunity for somebody to take. But yeah, yeah, I'm actually, yeah, entering, I'm actually as entering as we speak. As we speak. But in conclusion, we haven't really Okay, so the future of space tourism. As we said, it we only hit the edge of space. But could it be that we get to the International Space Station? Or could it be that instead of governments building space stations, maybe there will be a commercially available space station as well, like a space hotel, so to speak, like on all the science fiction books. What if we do have those in the future? You think you think these companies have the capacity to build a space station? And what regulatory hurdles do you foresee? Because, you know... It's always there's always strict regulation in in the uh, aviation industry so i would say more so in space and one more thing it definitely makes sense that these companies are doing it i mean space is built as the next trillion dollar industry and i mean the united states has a space force so it definitely makes sense that we're building on space now as we were saying virgin galactic and blue origin are space tourism companies uh and spacex is more of uh, going to mars you know beyond earth but SpaceX could old uh, tourist flights, so you never know. Now, the now my question is, as I was saying, do you th what regulatory hurdles do you think will come up in the future? So, from my perspective, I think that government should definitely put regulations in space 
especially the fact that we have a lot of debris right now in this in space which means that there could be some safety risks in future space development and space tourism in general right but i mean that would definitely be exciting because like, i want to eat space food i want to go sleep without gravity you know what i mean like you just want to float around and just relax hi everyone so this is jacob again when we were recording this podcast we had quite a few technical issues as was evident with tyler's recording shutting down now because of these technical issues there might be some odd splices and i've had to mix and edit it in a way that the technical issues were sort of isolated so please bear with us we're trying to get the recording system fixed and we really hope that you enjoy this episode the first episode of nerd talk and we'll see you for the next episode we're gonna end it here the next episode is a rant on fiction so we're gonna be talking about fiction and non-fiction literature so we hope to see you there and goodbye for now this was episode one of nerd talk space tourism and the democratization of space